about what goes to the movies. Good evening, About What listeners. And we are here with an episode of About Movie Time. Yeah, it's finally about movie time. Even though we've done it before, we're going to do a new thing now where the first episode of each month that comes out will be called About... About Movie Time. About Movie Time. (laughs) That's, That's what we... You pick the name, Justin. I'm just, I'm keep, I'm carrying that torch. For I, you. I don't remember. So yeah, you know, I, I, allow me to be your memory. That's fine. Um, yeah. I've got a really good memory when it comes to some things and a really poor memory when it comes to others, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This, this, this is still about what, and I've introduced Justin. Um, I'm, I'm Ty. I'm the other co-host here. And uh, this is just, we're putting some structure into this podcast, and this is one of those structures. Well, and we are going to call it, let's let's loosely call it structure. We would call it unstructured structure. It's the it's going to be the same, um, what, dumpster fire that everybody tunes into? Yeah, well-intended structure. Yeah, this could be, this could be considered a train wreck tonight. Yeah, and it may or may not, because, yeah. I, I mean, a... Depends on what you consider a train wreck. Yeah. I mean, everything we do is a train wreck. There's no doubt. Yeah. It's just sometimes we do better than ourselves and sometimes mm-hmm. we don't meet our own, you know, intentions. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is so what it is. If you're looking for justice to be done on this movie, um, or any movie, or any movie that we review, you're probably going to be disappointed. But man, we're going to have a good time talking about it. <laughs> but although it's called about movie time, mm-hmm. Uh, we also will do television series. We'll yeah. also do streaming series. We may do operas and plays and performances, yeah. which is highly doubtful because I don't hit a lot of operas mm-hmm. myself. Rock operas. Uh, yeah, I have been to a rock opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Who, Quadrophenia. Yeah, Quadrophenia. I, it, I've actually been to the Tommy rock opera Tommy, too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, one of my favorite bands, as mm-hmm. you well know, but... We're obviously going to be doing a movie, the first movie released by my very favorite band, The Beatles, and that movie is A Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Would you consider this to be a rock opera? I would, you know, a lot of people categorize it. If if you wanted to read the Wikipedia page, Mm -hmm. which I haven't done, but I would assume most, because I've seen this written many places, that it's a mockumentary. It is. It's very much a mockumentary. But I don't really think it's a mockumentary knowing The Beatles. Um, it's and more the of a re- documentary, I think it's just a, a a little bit of a stretched documentary because yeah. um, if you know the Beatles like I do, and you've seen all the old interviews and read you know yeah. their writings and things, they are a very satirical oh, yeah. bunch of fellas. They, these guys do not take themselves or anything seriously. No, and that's especially so in their younger days. Yeah. When they were still touring and getting out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is their younger days, a hard day's night. This is back when they still had the 
uh, what the mop tops? What would you call the, yeah. the hairstyle? Yeah, yeah. They I mean, were that, still wearing suits. Yeah, they yeah. were still wearing suits. They had the mop tops. They had the so-called beetle boots or mm-hmm. the Chelsea boots, as yeah. they're called. Um, yeah, and it's I'm amazed that they could run so much in those boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy, but it you know it, it is one of my favorite films. Not mm-hmm. just not just because it's the Beatles. I mean, that obviously mm-hmm. has the biggest yeah. you know bearing on me. But I mean, to me, this is the basically the groundbreaking of what spinal tap was built off of oh for sure in in a lot of ways and and what monty python and a lot of those things were were coming off of Uh, some of the some of the negative things said about it were oh it's too much like james bondish type of shit but oh for the love who's who is getting james bond out of this well these are the people that aren't beatles fans (laughs) which are the people that didn't pay attention to this movie (laughs) which is as much as i love the beatles Uh i honestly don't care if someone likes them or not Uh in in fact i would prefer people that i don't like dislike them exactly because then you don't have to see them at uh, concerts or uh, yeah, because I'm hitting yeah. a lot of Beatles concerts lately. Yeah, <laughs> I have seen Paul McCartney twice. Well, that's good, and it's twice more than I've seen him. Yeah, he 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 was a funny guy. He's mm-hmm. put on. I seen him in, I believe, 2007 and 2017, wow. and I think it was 2007. It might have been 2009. I can't mm-hmm. remember. But first time he'd ever played in Utah. Oh. The Beatles never played in Utah. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney yeah. never played in Utah with Wings. He never played mm-hmm. in Utah solo so 2009 you know we're talking almost 50 years after this guy's career started he would have been i want to say at least in his 60s if not his 70s he he was he was probably about 66 67 because he he just turned 60s yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and he put on an amazing performance we seen him 10 years after that and the performance was Mm -hmm even better really i would say the performance was better Mm -hmm. and i fully fully enjoyed it but the first time seeing him was like an out-of-body body experience for Mm -hmm. me yeah you know and because obviously i can't see the beatles all i can see is paul and go see ringo and his all-star band which i have not done and i Mm -hmm. i really don't have as much interest in that yeah um but i would have loved to seen george obviously i couldn't have seen john unless i would have been to one of his concerts in diapers, practically. Well, let's see. You would have been a toddler at least. I was three when yeah. he was shot and killed, mm-hmm. and he wasn't doing concerts or anything like yeah. that at the time, anyways. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have mattered. But if he was still performing today, I'd probably put on a diaper and go see him. Yeah, I probably would too. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably need the diaper. Yeah, we'd both be wearing diapers. Yeah, but I'd be I'd be needing it because I'd shit myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not because I was and young. I I would wear it more for the. Same purpose that that astronaut lady that drove from Florida to uh, Texas. Yes. Yeah, that went crazy. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I wear it. Well, I think yeah. I would wear it just simply because I I would purchase the best seats that mm-hmm. the money I didn't have could buy. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to go to the bathroom. And you, if you create a stench there, it's going to cause everybody else, regardless of how much they paid for those seats, they're going to gonna back other off boys. a little yeah, bit. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Well, how about even though this isn't our first movie or cinema review, mm-hmm. how about we get to reviewing a hard day's night yeah. by the Beatles? There will be spoilers, um, and regardless, you need to go see this movie because it's really good. <laughs> well, I mean, the movie came yeah. out 
60 years ago damn near so yeah if, so if you haven't seen it by now, come on <laughs> yeah i mean come on and yeah. and i guarantee you because i know me i'm mm-hmm. gonna force tyler to review all the beatles other movies as well yeah, I'm, and i look forward to them because this was enjoyable i you know it took me a second to catch all the humor of the beatles and i uh first but then once i started to get into that groove and started to understand okay the satire and the parodies and all this it was really a fun ride and one thing i forgot to tell you which i should have and which i suggest to anyone watching it for the first time turn on the subtitles absolutely you need the subtitles i I naturally always watch with subtitles myself anyway there's a lot of slang british words that you wouldn't have a clue what they were saying and and the deep accent Mm -hmm. you know really can catch you on some of that stuff and you you don't a lot of that uh slang british comes from like cockney um like it just became a cool thing in the 60s yeah there's a lot of funny words like uh let's see uh Paul Mc, let's see. No, John Lennon uh, says, you know, what, what, the, he's talking to his manager and his producer, I think. And he's like, what, what, what's the Barney between you guys? Yeah. Well, the, the Barney is uh, Cockney for trouble because Barney Rubble, um, well, Barney starts you know, trouble with trouble. him and Fred. And yeah. Yeah. But uh, Barney, well, yeah, forget Barney. Uh, the, the star of this show. The guy that absolutely stole the show is um, Paul McCartney's grandpa. Well, well, let's start out from the first. Uh, yeah. Okay. Start off with a lot of running. And yeah. Girl, I mean, this this like, is crowds chasing the Beatles. Yeah. This is the epitome of what was going on in real yeah. world back then. Yeah. You this know, is why the Beatles stopped uh, touring. <laughs> yeah. It was a few years after this, but uh-huh. but yeah. I mean, the girls and even the boys are going yeah. crazy. Any they couldn't be seen anywhere yeah. without being chased and Beatlemania. The, yeah, the film over. the film opens up with Beatlemania. You know, they're yeah. trying to get away from all these people trying yeah. to essentially mob yeah. them. They're running, they're hiding, they're jumping and racing around. Falling down on the street. Yeah. They're doing whatever they can. Paul McCartney's yeah. disguised. Yeah, there's reading only a newspaper. Because, yeah, you got Paul McCartney that's like being unnoticed, just sitting there reading the newspaper in, t- in the train station. Yeah. And then all the rest of the Beatles show up and they they all stop at uh, the phone booths and they're sitting in there chatting while the crowd rushes past. Yeah. And, and very, very dry humor and very fun. Well, and, it, you know, it starts with them getting on the train. Yeah. You know, they're, they're basically the whole the whole point of this documentary. Yeah. I, I don't even know what you want to title it. I, I don't yeah. really think it needs a I don't think it needs to be categorized because mm-hmm. it's the Beatles. It's it's kind of how they were, you know, yeah. times 100 in, in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But they you first meet them all. They get in the same, you know, little room in the train, mm-hmm. um, which is reserved for them. Yeah, you know? they have their own private uh, cabin. Yeah, they've got a private cabin, and you know you've got the four Beatles there, but then you've got got three seats on each side, right? Yeah, you've got you've got Ringo and George on one side, Mm -hmm. and you got well, actually, I think John was on the one side. He moves over, but Mm -hmm. Paul's there with an older older gentleman, older gentleman who's a very uh, distinguished and like very respectable looking older gentleman. Yeah, clean. It's very clean. He keeps (laughs) being referred to as oh, he's very clean. And so the Beatles are wondering, well, who is this guy? 
Yeah, I mean, he's re- the funny thing is throughout the film, he's referred to as clean probably 10 or 12 times. Yeah, I love that. That was hilarious. Yeah, I, it, it makes me wonder. So what is going What They're, they're like, oh, he's quite clean for an old man. So what, what does that mean to you? What do you think that means <laughs> in the in the film? Are, are British old men just considered inherently dirty? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> you know, they're known for having horrible teeth there. Maybe by yeah. then all the teeth have fallen out and they're stinky and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, grimy. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, yeah. I find it funny, but I mean, I'll be honest with you: as many times as I, hundreds of times, I've seen the movie, I still really don't know what it means yeah. that his grandfather is clean. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, does is it the fact that he looks like very like clean as in reputable person? He might he might look yeah. that way, but he is no, a troublemaking tr- son of a bitch. Yeah, he is not uh, what he seems. Yeah, I mean, he he is like the little four-year-old that you cannot keep on a leash. No, but at the same time, he starts off very mild-mannered, very subdued, doesn't say a word for probably the first half hour, if not more, of this movie. Yeah, it takes him a while. But Um, he's there in every every shot. He's (laughs) he's there with them. Yeah, he's a pretty big key to the the film, which is, you know, really interesting. But... um, yeah, I, one of the funny parts, um, I don't know if you caught it, but John Lennon's handed a bottle of Coke. Yes, I did catch that. <laughs> and I, I yeah. find this actually kind of risky for the times. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. He puts that bottle of Coke, Coca-Cola, <laughs> yeah. up and, to his nostril, and plugs, plugs the other, other nostril, nostril, and pretends like snort. he's snorting it. <laughs> now, I caught that a long time ago. In fact, my Google profile picture is mm-hmm. of that. It should be. And I, I love the humor in John snorting Coke. And that pretty well sums up this movie. It's it it really does. That yeah. sums up John Lennon yeah. for the first few years of his life. Because really until he met Yoko Ono down the road and he yeah. became serious about mm-hmm. everything and the Beatles started going their own directions. Mm-hmm. I mean, that satire. He was having a great time. Yeah, if you watch any interview he's in, you know, mm-hmm. with the press or diff- different things, he he was either satirical like that to a mm-hmm. crazy point or yeah. he was blatantly rude and yeah. snappy in a funny way it's hard to yeah. say that mm-hmm. but you know you could tell when he was irritated but he would he was very maybe, quick-tongued maybe like a zach galifianakis type kind of but he could be very uh very vindictive to people as well and mm-hmm. uh, quick-witted with his yeah. tongue and you know he'd yeah. bite their heads off pretty oh, quick yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it's interesting to watch but his wit and humor is amazing because oh. you know when they filmed this movie yeah this is the beatles mm-hmm. there were they pretty much didn't have lines yeah. they're very clever people yeah yeah, yeah they are and it, it, it's funny because i like when the old gentleman comes into their cabin and sits down yeah not not uh Paul McCartney's granddad. No, his granddad has left by that time. Yeah, they've gone down to the dining car. Yeah, yeah, the managers. They the Beatles asked the managers to watch the granddad, which becomes kind of a theme throughout the film. They're there to babysit uh, Paul's granddad. Yeah, and then this uh, other well distinguished-looking gentleman. He kind of has an air of like the self-importance of a judge. You know, somebody that is just above being approached and. well, yeah. and the first thing he does is he shuts the window. Yeah, shuts the window, and they're like, "Well, 
what if the rest of us want it? It's like, I'm afraid I'll have to protest. Yeah, I ride this yeah. train every day, mm-hmm. five days a week or whatever it is. And so it's his train. Yeah, so yeah. it's his train. And, mm-hmm. and they, they eventually just kind of give in to him after okay. making a few smart-ass remarks yeah. towards him. And... But then they're like, okay, we want to listen to the radio. So they buy a little handheld and they turn on the radio. And it's rock, and rock and roll. Rock and roll. Yeah. And he reaches over and turns it off. He says, we'll have none of that. <laughs> yeah, once again, I ride this yeah. train every day, five days a week, and we're going to have none of that. Yeah, and these guys are four kids. Look at him like, hey, <laughs> don't don't we get a say? <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because, you know, not to dive too deep into each scene, mm-hmm. obviously, because there's a lot of them. But, you know, yeah. the train's very cramped, and it, it's just all the humor you find. Like when George, he sees the kind of cute girl he makes eyes yeah. with in mm-hmm. this you know, and he basically says, no, I'm not going to be in there because I'll disappoint her, yeah. you know, <laughs> essentially. I mean, there's a lot of British slang used yeah. to get there, but it, it's it's just really funny because he's a beetle, you know, yeah. and uh-huh. I don't think there's anyone that would be disappointed at that point in time, you know, yeah. in Britain about meeting the Beatles. But yeah, it, it's it's really good humor, though. Yeah, but they're also you know young lads they're having a great time they they find a car full of girls or a a, a, a cabin full of girls a berth i guess you'd call it and one little yeah. uh one little caveat on that uh one of those girls is patty boyd oh who george harrison ends up marrying later uh-huh. on and is the same girl that eric clapton steals from him when mm-hmm. they're married That's and right. writes the song layla about mm-hmm. and she eventually divorces eric clapton as well so there you go but yeah and there's also some knowledge of people saying that john lennon had a go at her as well during the movie making but maybe all of them did who knows well exactly i mean she's a pretty girl yeah pretty girl with a gap in her teeth which was a very attractive (laughs) gap for some reason yeah so yeah interesting uh so yeah the uh the granddad immediately starts to causing trouble and yep. just starts uh, getting people to pick at each other and get them to to quarrel and argue and the beatles are you know very surprised by this and john lennon picks up on that verse he's like you guys never fight the two managers the manager and the producer you guys never fight what is yeah this? He, he's he's got a mad at each other because the one's taller than the other exactly and that's just he's <laughs> like how dare you go around being taller than me yeah and, and that 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 explains yeah. the humor throughout the whole film is is that you know when uh-huh. when the short one the short manager oh, yeah. says the taller one how you know like yeah. you said how dare you go around being taller than me and, you know how yeah. dare you go being go around being shorter than me you yeah know, that kind of stuff it, it's just yeah. really strange and then paul pipes up and says I, um, i'm so sorry gentlemen this is exactly what i've meant my granddad is a troublemaker yeah he stirs the proverbial shit pot and yeah. then causes it and, and then he leaves everybody else to lick the spoon yeah, and that, that's and that that's the theme throughout the film, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and and the Beatles are on this train actually headed into town to yeah. film, mm-hmm. you know, television. Yeah, they're going to perform on television. That's kind of what it's all leading to. Yeah, they're heading over to the TV studio, and the studio um, also has other um, rehearsals going on at the time. Mm-hmm. Different performers and performances that are about to take place. Um, so they, they take the train over to the studio, but also while they're on the train, they, they take advantage of the opportunity to go and play a song. Well, you know, what I love is before that, when they're in the hotel room and they're all getting the fan mail, 
Yeah. And they're all giving Ringo shit because he hasn't got any. But then they uh-huh. bring in a big armload. And the first one he opens up, yeah. you know, is mm-hmm. he's invited to this special party, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they ought to tell him you can't go, you yeah. know. And automatically, you know, Paul's grandpa takes <laughs> takes oh, yeah. the card from him and uh-huh. saves it because he's yeah. going to go to the party. And right. he, he actually ends up doing so. He actually uh-huh. takes the butler that's in there serving him yeah. and steals his clothes. <laughs> To go to this party. Uh, yeah, it does. You know, as I sit here and talk about this movie, I don't think, of course, it's you and I. Yeah. We don't do justice to anything like we should. Yeah. But it is really hard to be to do justice to this movie. <laughs> yeah. I The one thing I can say is you just have to watch it. <laughs> exactly. Turn on the subtitles <laughs> and watch the damn thing because it is so dry yeah. and so damn funny. I mean... Well, and okay, so the the granddad <laughs> takes the butler's clothes, but the poor butler's stuck in the closet. He's just in there, and he <laughs> he's without apparel, and he's not nude, but he's in his undies. And <laughs> the and one by one, people walk in, open up the closet, and they're like, "Huh, oh, yeah, they, there's well, a guy in there." <laughs> yeah, they open the closet and shut it. Hey, did you leave a little old man in the closet? <laughs> yeah. Where'd the little man come from? <laughs> yeah, and, and the other guy's all bollocks. You're, you're not a man in the closet. And then well, I think the manager goes yeah. over, oh, yeah, there's there's oh, a man yeah. in the closet. And each of them, like, he's, he opens it up, looks in. Yep, there's a man in there and closes the door. <laughs> okay, we'll leave him in there. <laughs> you know, once again, mm-hmm. as I sit here and explain this, as we explain yeah. it, it doesn't sound near as funny as it is watching it. Dang. Yeah. I mean, there's something that's captured on film that just cannot be. Well, conveyed through and one thing we forgot to mention, this film is completely in black and white. It is, yeah. which I think actually adds to it. Oh, it's genius. I, I, yeah. I don't know why, but it, because there was color around. This is the 1960s. Yeah. Their, yeah. their second film, which we'll do later was help. Yeah. And it was filmed in color. And mm-hmm. I like help. It's, mm-hmm. it's probably a distant, Mm-hmm. not so distant second place to my favorite movie there it's hard day's night by far mm-hmm. is my favorite movie okay um of the beatles but it, it you know some something about the black and white doesn't bother me at all no you know it's there's this what kind of a feeling about it that's just uh there's something honest and pure about uh per- portraying it in black and white i, I guess for me that feels like the Beatles mm-hmm. in the time period for yeah. them, you know, because when you see their performances and mm-hmm. you see all the things going well, on, they look at their albums. Yeah. Ed Sullivan, mm-hmm. you know, they were all in black and white. So it kind of epitomizes the time yeah. and mm-hmm. what was going on with the Beatles. And it, yeah. it, I don't think it would seem right in color. Well, precisely because in the 1960s, the way that most people were seeing them was on a black and white television screen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's I I just wish we could do more justice to the movie because it, it's one you have to see whether mm-hmm. you like if if you like Monty Python mm-hmm. if if you like the you know if you yeah, like the movies British like humor. Naked Gun <laughs> yeah. and, and those kind of just really yeah. off the wall mm-hmm. comedies that you have to kind of really pay attention to catch some of the stupid shit. Oh man, there's it, some great lines in this and great running gags. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just good humor, you know. Like when when they get to the studio, you know, and mm-hmm. John runs into this lady that says, "Oh, you're him," you know, mm-hmm. uh, insinuating that she knows he's John Lennon. Yeah, 
And, you know, John automatically replies, no, I'm not him, you know? Yeah. She says, but you look like him. And he's like, I do. <laughs> you know, and they kind of go back and forth on it a little bit. And then uh-huh. at the very end, she puts her glasses on and looks at him. She's like, you don't look look like him at all. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I've looked at you. And, yeah. and it really pisses John off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what? what bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I it's just the things like that 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 crack me up and the interaction between them and the studio director victor spinetti is the actor who is in a lot of british films yeah um who's in a very interesting sweater yeah a very very well, heavy wool but it's like a like a raggedy looking wool i mean the like, like the a, fibers are looks ha- like a pubic hair wool it does i mean he looks like he's got this thing made out of his grandma's pubic hair yeah it's it's a strange sweater i yeah i don't get that you know the one thing we have and I, you look at it and you're like oh that just looks like it itches yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i hope it was lined with something because it didn't so look too, very pleasant it does not look comfortable <laughs> you know but i'll all through this film, the yeah. Beatles take time to play songs from the Hard Day's Night yes, album. You know, they they whether it be, you know, going back to the train. I know mm-hmm. we're jumping around, but Paul's yeah. grandpa had caused a lot of trouble, so he gets thrown in the brig, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they lock him up with the luggage. And in the luggage compartment just happens to be the drum set, the guitars, yeah. and all the instruments. So they go in there and play a song. Yeah, why not? They're having a great time, and then the girls are on the outside of the cage. Just having a good time listening to him, watching him play. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, being a satirical film, this is also a musical. Yeah. And um, it, you get the sense of, from the Beatles that this is exactly what they would do. Like, hey, let's go Let's go back to the luggage compartment. We'll just play a song. Well, you know, knowing the Beatles and reading all the books I have about them, you know, from the time they really hit it big, and especially when they come to America and hit it really big, mm-hmm. I mean, they were releasing albums every four to six months. Yeah. But they were on the road the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they were writing, practicing, and performing all these songs on the road. So that's probably a lot what it was like because, you yeah. know, you read a lot of the books, these guys, and the reason they did quit touring, you know, safety reasons being one of them, but the other one being that they could never go anywhere. When they were yeah. in a hotel, they were stuck in that hotel. Yeah. You know, they. I guess you got to really... Mm-hmm. look at the scope of how many people were after them. And, you know, when yeah. people knew they were at the hotel, there'd be thousands of people outside the hotel. They couldn't go anywhere. Exactly. Well, uh, the, when they're outside the studio, they just show up and the press is there. Yeah. So. Yeah. The, I want you to tell about yeah. this part. The, so. the, the press, of course, wants to hear everything about the Beatles, you know, and they're just, they're hounding each, each uh, band member separately. And they're just kind of sitting there. And Paul McCartney has a very interesting line that he continues to repeat over and over again. What, what's the line, Justin? I can't because I can't remember it off the top of my head. I don't head. either. I oh, I can't remember it sakes. off the top of my head. Uh, what is it he said? I can't remember. I do remember John Lennon's uh-huh. because I texted it to you last yeah. night when one of the press <laughs> asked him, well, how did you find America? Yeah, how did you find America? He says, well, I went I, to Greenland and tur- took yeah, the left. I turned left at Greenland. <laughs> And that 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 again sums up what was it was I can't remember what Paul McCartney he says it over and over and over again I'm just like let's see oh I he's like oh, I, I something but the, she's a very lovely person or something like that yeah I I don't know you know the funny thing is I've seen the movie hundreds of times and uh-huh. I I think I get microphone shy yeah 
even though it's just you and I here, I, know. I, I guarantee you yeah. I'd turn this record button off. Yeah, that you'll remember. It. And I'll be able to, yeah. So if when it comes back after our uh, our um, intermission, where you'll hear uh, two commercials back to back, then uh, we'll we'll talk about we'll take the earphones off. We'll find out what it is because <laughs> that line was precious. Well, George has a couple good ones too. Oh, he does. There, there's just yeah. so many one liners in there. Yeah. I can't remember them all off the top of and, my and, head. And here exactly this this is a uh, scene that re- is very reminiscent of this is spinal tap because then you have like all these different band members being interviewed and the two lead band members in this is spinal tap are very like airheaded and then there's the bass player who's like a philosopher who's, yeah, you know, yeah quoting like uh you know dante and stuff <laughs> yeah they're taking close-up pictures yeah. of george and he's pulling all these faces yeah. and it, it's just good you know but and of course they break out of the area and they go out down a fire escape and yeah they're you know they start playing can't buy me love mm-hmm. you know and they're playing that and they're all dancing around in this field yeah it's just i i don't know i like the way you know, for me, number one, first and foremost, is the music, and I love mm-hmm. every part of it. You know, I, yeah. But to put everything together is amazing. Yeah, you know, and I have no idea what the field that they're in is for. It's a sports field. It, it, it seems like a sports field. I don't know what is it a cricket field. I'm guessing. I, I really don't know. The funny thing is, is, they do get run off. Yeah, I'm. I'm really big into looking at like places movies were filmed. Yeah. then and now mm-hmm. and i actually i've looked at it before but the other night when i was refreshing on it i i looked at it again and that's still there that big square thing that they yeah. dance kind of mm-hmm. run in and fall on There's a lot of that, running around involved yeah there. it's not there anymore but that field is still there and it does say yeah. cricket on it so they okay. must it must just be a says, cricket field yeah some kind of something yeah. we don't fully understand i know the beatles but i don't know the british sports very yeah. well and you know, once again, we got uh, the the heavy that comes in to throw them off uh, private property. Yeah, not knowing they're the Beatles. You yeah, know, obviously, just a bunch of hoodlum, yeah, just hoodlum kids, right? Yeah. yeah, hoodlum rock and rollers. But yeah. you know, they're in their suits. I you think that would have been? Yeah, it's it's a little strange. But, yeah, kind of. Then again, that that's how the Brit the British kids are. They're all dressed up when they're causing trouble. Well, and I think. The Beatles were a little bit of anti, not saying the Beatles themselves were, but older, mm-hmm. you know, group didn't take to them right away. No, they didn't. So, but I think it's time to go to our sponsors yep. and we'll be back with you in a moment. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download this free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, listener, this is Ty from About What Podcast. 
If you've been listening to us, you know that Justin is a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you yourself are a huge car enthusiast. Maybe you've just purchased yourself a brand new Trans Am that you want to get all fixed up. Or maybe you've got yourself an old Chevelle, uh, maybe an old Chevy pickup that needs to restoration. Whatever it is that you've got, why don't you head over to joltparts.com. That's Justin's website. See what uh, parts he's got for your restoration, modification, customization. He's into all kinds of stuff. And if you are a listener to this podcast, and I'm assuming you are if you're hearing this, um, you get an offer of 10% off any purchase of $100 or more at checkout. Just use the promo code about what. That's all one, uh, lowercase letters, about what. And Justin will give you 10% off your first order of uh, parts from joltparts.com. So turn your clunker into a classic and uh, fix up your brand new Trans Am. Um, GM, uh, Pontiac, Mopar, Chrysler, uh, whatever it is you got. Go take a look. Okay, folks, we're back. And we have an answer for this uh, question that we've been dredging on for. We didn't have to look it up. We we figured it out. Yeah. The question was, what uh, line does Paul McCartney keep telling the press with every question that they ask? (laughs) Yeah. His response is, no, actually, we're just really good friends. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, and he answers it multiple times. The last one being when the reporter asks him, do you see your father often? He says, no, we're actually just really good friends. (laughs) So it's just silly. Yeah. But stupid, but in my opinion, very funny. But all of all of the boys have a great time with the interview process with the the press. Yeah. Yeah. All the different uh, reporters asking him questions. Like, what do you call that haircut? And I believe it's George Harrison says, I call it Arthur. 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 Yeah, Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. Ringo uh, gets asked, what do you call that collar? And he says, I call it a collar. (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty good. Mm -hmm. You know, they also asked George, is, you know, fame and notoriety changed you? And he says, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just yes. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, they get to the recording studio, and uh, it's funny because the sound guy's messing with Ringo's drums. Yeah. And And Ringo's like, I don't go messing with your headphones, do I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I still find it very funny that it doesn't seem as funny talking about it as watching it. And yeah. and, and maybe that's the case with a lot of films. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, basically they're to the studio and there's the guy with the pubic hair sweater. Yeah. That's the, you know, <laughs> and, you know, he, 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 uh, he keeps popping up and you just know that it's the same guy because it's, it's kind of difficult to tell which actors are, which especially if you're not from the era, but you, there's no mistaking who this guy is, this uh, studio manager, because the pubic hair sweater. Oh, man. That's about the only way <laughs> yeah. I can okay. describe it. Yeah. That's pretty much a it's perfect... about the only way that I can recognize it. <laughs> you, would th- you would think a film, you know, being 60 years old in black and white, you wouldn't be able to tell very well. But, yeah. I mean, it's done. It, it's been remastered very well, and yeah. it, it looks... It looks really nice, and those pubes are hanging out all yes, over the they place. They are; they're everywhere. 
but basically the boys, you know, are there to warm up and get things mm-hmm. going. They do play a song or two. Yeah. And then what happens is basically they lose Ringo. Yeah. You know? Um, because Paul's granddad, <laughs> the troublemaker, has made trouble with Ringo. He's made fun of Ringo's nose. Yeah. And made him feel bad, make him feel like he's not part of the band. So mm-hmm. Ringo kind of yeah. goes off on his own. Yeah. And he does get noticed once, and so he has to put on a coat and a disguise. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he, he gets himself a camera. I, I like when he's in the... um. Is it like a little bar or a little yeah, when little he, pub? Yeah, a little pub. When he keep there's some guys playing some kind of pub game there, yeah. and he keeps interrupting it, and he breaks the glass. <laughs> yeah, he breaks one guy's glass. He's throwing darts and about about kills the bird in the bird cage. The, yeah, <laughs> the bartender is not amused. <laughs> no. He's off taking pictures of all kinds of things. He takes pictures by the water. I I love when he's yeah. got the camera set up on a rock. He yeah. goes to take a picture and the camera just falls in the water. the water. And he just sits there looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, famously, um, Ringo, during that time, was very, very high on marijuana right. during that scene. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Now, uh, because they had met Bob Dylan... And, okay. you know, here, here's a funny story. This The song, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Mm-hmm. There's a part in it where it says, you know, I want to hold your hand. Da, 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 da. And when she... The, what am I thinking? Where it says, I can't hide. I can't hide. I can't, I can't hide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says that Bob Dylan famously thought they said, I, I get high. high. Okay. And so basically when they'd met him for the first time, you know, he's breaking out the dope because he figures the Beatles get high, you know, and at the time they hadn't been exposed to it. Oh, you know, they had, they had done a lot of drinking and smoking Mm -hmm. and into prellies, which, you know, were common for keeping you awake at night and stuff like that. So they could play the cavern and the clubs in Hamburg and things like that. But Mm -hmm. that's when they got into marijuana and, Ringo very famously in that scene when he's wandering along the riverbanks and mm-hmm. things taking pictures, he is very stoned out of his mind, <laughs> according to him. Now, the funny thing about that is Help, the next movie they film, apparently all four of them are completely stoned out of their minds the, the whole, whole movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple scenes, uh, you know, not to shoot up into uh-huh. another movie, but there's a scene where they're curling on the ice, you yeah. know, and one of the there's somebody trying to kill him in the movie basically. Mm-hmm. And one of them has a fuse in it and it blows up yeah. and they go, they're supposed to go running off out of the picture. Well, famously, you know, Paul and Ringo both said they ran for like 15 miles because <laughs> they, <were, laughs> they were so stoned. They didn't know what else to do. And then yeah. when they got 15 miles away, they sat down and smoked another doobie, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, of course, as one does. Yeah. yeah but I, I don't know. I just hearing those stories, especially I've read them in books. I've seen the story from the Beatles anthology, knowing that Ringo's stoned out of his gourd during those, <laughs> those scenes where he's talking to the little kid and everything, you know, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that just kind of, makes me laugh yeah it was a great scene this uh yeah. this kid just you know just a, a, a well let's see he he's uh rolling a, a tire mm-hmm. or they call it a hoop but it's you know an old tire yeah uh and you know ringo trips over it runs into him and he's like hey what are you doing you know ro- rolling a, a hoop at me and uh, the kid's like well i wasn't rolling at you he just got in the way and uh, yeah the, the kid's uh quite um what would you call it? Snappy, and that uh, he keeps up with Ringo. 
Yeah, he does. With the humor, and they have a good time. They're just walking along, and Ringo's trying to, you know, just chat with this kid and have a conversation, and the kid's, you know, just telling him what he thinks about the world and answering whatever questions that Ringo has. Well, one thing that's been going on throughout the film is Mm -hmm. uh, Paul's grandfather has been getting the Beatles to sign all these pictures of themselves. Yeah. And he's going to go to town and sell the things, right? Yes, he is. (laughs) But uh, basically, you know, because he's a troublemaker. Yeah, he's a troublemaker. He he ends up getting arrested because yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. After, well, yeah, trying to sell him to people in line to see the the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Ringo got arrested as well. Yeah, Ringo gets picked up. I can't remember what does Ringo get picked up for. He was what was he doing? Was it because of what he'd done in the pub and everything? I think so. Yeah, probably. and. He gets Being picked disorderly. up. Yeah, disorderly. And they bring him in just nice or whatever. They bring, mm-hmm. they come hauling Paul's grandfather in. Oh, you yeah. know? And Paul's mm-hmm. grandfather is, you know, of course, going to cause trouble again. And oh, so yeah. he's he's telling, you know, <laughs> asking Ringo if the police have roughed him up yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, watch uh, your brisket if you get put down on the ground, you know. Yeah, it seems like um, Paul's granddad is, uh, this isn't his first time in, Dealing with the law. No. <laughs> it, but, you know, he actually makes a run for it and gets away. Yeah, well, he's a troublemaker. He, he is. And at the same time, Ringo gets away, too. It's yeah. kind of a chase scene. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's a, it's a little odd. You, you see the granddad make a run for it, and then you see Ringo, like, the police take off after the granddad. Yeah, and Ringo comes Ringo out after. walks off. <laughs> yeah, you know, but during this whole time, the other Beatles are under big pressure from the TV producer to find Ringo because yeah. it's getting closer and closer. Oh, They've only got half an hour, right? Yeah, and so, you know, but long story short, they eventually, you know, Ringo and the grandfather show back up, you know, and they play their set. Yeah. You know, and that that's really the whole movie you know i mean there's a lot of in-betweens and everything like that a lot of good music as far as i'm concerned i don't yeah. know if tyler's been turned on to it quite yet good music yeah. what let me ask you this your opinion of the the music on the film did you know many of the songs i'm sure you oh, knew yeah. a hard day's night i'm sure oh, you knew can't buy me love yeah um let's see what was the it seems like there's one when uh, ring goes off by himself well, they play This Boy, which is a song. Yeah, and that, that, that was new to me. It's a Beatles song, but yeah. they don't. it's not the Beatles playing it. When okay. they, it's like uh, played, you know, with the yeah. piano or whatever, mm-hmm. however they arranged it for the movie. Yeah. And that's kind of what comes down is the Beatles movie uh, albums, their first, as you look at this board yeah. I've got up here, mm-hmm. the first seven albums they released as they released them in Britain, were not released in the United States that way. And as Hard Day's Night, the album Hard Day's Night, as you can see, is their Mm -hmm. third album up there with all the pictures on there. Yeah. Kind of, kind of clicks with, uh, you know, when they're taking all the pictures during the interviews, that's kind of what that Mm -hmm. signifies. Yeah. They didn't release that album in the United States. It was only released in the UK. And the one released in the UK was how the Beatles recorded it, how they wanted it released and everything. But in the United States, they released an album called Hard Day's Night, a soundtrack. Soundtrack. Oh, really? And I'll have to show it to you here later. It's different. It has some of the main songs on it that are on the film, all the songs that are on the film, but then it has a couple other songs and then it has some some symphonic songs on it as well that are Hmm. in the film. 
it's really interesting, but anybody that grew up that time in the States knows the Americanized album. Yeah. Because the first six Beatles albums, you know, at the time they would release singles, Mm -hmm. two singles per an album, sometimes more to support that album. But then those singles wouldn't be on the album. Mm -hmm. Well, the way they got released here in the States by Capitol Records was completely mixed up. Yeah. Like Meet the Beatles was the first album and it had some of their singles, some of their songs off the first album, some off the second album. It was all mismatched. Oh, so people that grew up in the 60s with the Beatles and bought those albums as they become new do not know the original, um, those original seven first albums as they were. Because up to Rubber Soul, every album was different here. They did release Rubber Soul and Revolver here in the States, but they had different songs on them. I see. Uh, they didn't release Help, which is... Also an album they released sat here as well, just like Hard Day's Night, as a soundtrack album. It mm-hmm. had different songs on it. It was really odd yeah. the way they did it. But then Sgt. Pepper's, mm-hmm. being their eighth album, was the first album they released identical everywhere. So the album you got in the States was the same as the album you got in England. Mm-hmm. And nobody still to this day knows why Capitol Records did it that way. You know, why release them differently? Yeah, that's... Uh... Fans fans like me, I know the British albums, true and true, because as, as they were reproduced and put out in mm-hmm. the 70s and 80s and 90s, they quit doing the American albums and only released the original British albums. Which, funny enough, not only are the American albums different song lineups, some of them are different, like the different versions of the songs. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like they may have a different count in, or they may they may have slowed the song down <laughs> a little Excuse bit me. or something. Mm-hmm. They, there's a lot, you know, in Beatle aficionados. You know, I'm a huge Beatles fan, but there's people that know every little different thing. You'll yeah. talk to people and say, "Well, help on the U.S. album had an extra cymbal hit in." this verse or the that ba- gritty. Oh wow. yeah. Or the bass was recorded, you know, mixed louder in this mm-hmm. verse, or you can hear the background. You can hear George in the background on the UK version, but you can't hear him in the background on the United States version. There's all kinds of stuff like that. And it's really weird how different they are. It, that just blows my mind because listening to the Beatles, I have a hard time distinguishing between John and Paul and, George and all of them. Once you know, it's simple. You know, I mean, I know that mm-hmm. Ringo's the easiest one to detect because he yeah. was the poorest singer of all mm-hmm. of them. Um, John and Paul, you know, were sometimes kind of hard in the early years. They're definitely easier in the later years to pick up. Um, but it, it's amazing. And nobody really knows why at time Capital decided to use different mixes or change the speed one eighth of a beat or something. Mm -hmm. It's just really strange the way they did things. But yeah, I mean, overall that, you know, hard days night is not going to win any awards for being the best movie of all time or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Not even in the contention for it, but it's definitely in my top 25 movies of all time. Excellent movie. Very well made. Um, Mockumentary. Probably just because there's not a different category to put it under. I I think the only reason I don't really cons- I guess you could, if you want to call it a self mockumentary, sure. Then maybe that would be a way to put it because to me, a mockumentary would be someone else making a film about 
Yeah, somebody. Yeah, but this is just the Beatles that they don't take themselves too seriously. No, that that's kind of the key to it, right? Yeah. Um. So I consider it a inflated documentary of their lives. You know, I mean that yeah. that's why they filmed it. They wanted to show what things were like, but they had to throw the humor in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and the yeah. satire in there too. But there's these elements and these moments where <clears throat> they are kind of crowded in. And they're in tight quarters and, you know, like the bathroom scene where you've got George Harrison, you know, shaving at the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Or shaving somebody else. At yeah, the he, he's got mirror. one of his managers in the mirror. Look, they're both looking in the mirror and George puts yeah. the shaving cream on the mirror and shaves the yeah. mirror. And the whole time John Lennon's in the bathtub having a bubble bath. Yeah, don't you love when they they pull the plug on the mm-hmm. tub and... <laughs> They think John's went down yeah. the tub and he just comes wandering in. What the hell are you doing in here? Yeah. You know, let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's just little things like that. Cause yeah. he's, it's he's little... in there playing with a boat. Yeah. It's a, it's a little window into what life was like for the Beatles. Yeah, it was. And, and help is a little bit different cause it's not so much of a documentary. It's, it's, it's dissimilar in the ways that they stop and play music a lot. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it's about, right? They wouldn't yeah. exist without the music anyways, but it's that way, but it has more of a story. It's based, it's actually based on a ring that Ringo's wearing. Oh, and like these, you know, people, you know, some kingdom is after him. Cause this ring is, like special to them and they need to get it off of Ringo. And so it's a whole, whole movie about them chasing <laughs> Ringo. So sakes, Ty. are you done? It, it is winter. Is that why? Yeah. Dry air, dry air. Do cold. I need a humidifier in here too? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, we think about that. I do apologize to our listener. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could go through and edit that out. <clears throat> I could, if I you know, really cared. Yeah, there. You, well, you care. Don't yeah. don't say that. So, yeah, chalice <clears throat> like you, you don't care. You know, because I love you, listener. I am going to go through and edit out my coughs. <laughs> you, That's how much I love you. You could just tell me, and I'd hit the button. I know, but you know that that would be simple. So, and we're not about simple. <clears throat> no, we're about. I mean, what? we can't even explain a movie that I've mm-hmm. seen a hundred times. Yeah, um, or you know, remember the dang quote from Paul McCartney that where, you just barely watched. Yeah, that was so funny, and I laughed my butt off because he kept saying the same thing over and over again. No, actually, we're we're just really good friends. I might have been <laughs> able to remember it if I would have watched. I watched mm-hmm. it partially the other day, uh-huh. but I didn't. I think it was playing while I went into the bathroom or something. I didn't see that scene, so I couldn't remember quite what Oddly he had said. Enough, I watched it while I went to the bathroom too. Really. Yeah, or rather, I should say, I got up and went to the bathroom while I was watching it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because watching it, going to the bathroom while you're watching it is a little bit different than watching it while you go to the bathroom. Because yeah, then, you know, Mrs. Tyler is like, hey, uh, I need to go too. So I'm like, I, I'm watching the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Get in here and watch them with me while yeah. I'm shitting. <laughs> <laughs> what would you be dropping? What would the proper word? You lived in England for a minute. Dropping a, would you be dropping a turd in a rubbish bin or something? Or what would you be doing? Like that. Let's see. How would they? I'm making a foul. Making a (laughs) foul in the rubbish hole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Interesting. I've skipped to the loo. 
yeah so I'll, I'll be excited to do help when we do it and yeah. it, i'm i'm actually more excited to just see your reaction <laughs> after watching it because your humor i think is really in line with how mm-hmm. how they are and you understand it i think a yeah. lot of people would watch these films and mm-hmm. say well that's kind of dumb you yeah know? Like, what the heck is this but there but that's the the reaction i had the first time i watched this is spinal tap though i thought this is stupid you know what what is this then i I realized what it is but it's (laughs) someone like watching say napoleon dynamite sure you know if you say this is stupid well Mm -hmm. that's kind of stupid of you to call it out because it is what it's meant to be (laughs) you know and it's meant to be so silly that you can't yeah. stop laughing and and that's how hard day's mm-hmm. night is for me is did your mm-hmm. wife watch it with you uh i would say half watched more like uh she was i think uh scanning tiktoks or something well and the one watching. and the one thing you need to do if you're going to watch it you mm-hmm. definitely like i said have to have the subtitles mm-hmm. on and you have to pay attention or you don't yeah. catch all the little clips. for sure for i sure. mean and understand them you know i mean because it's yeah. It's quick. It's and dry. They, they speak quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> these and, things will come at you, you know, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's funny when they get to, you know, you can tell this wasn't a huge money production. I mean, they, it's yeah. not like they had, you know, <laughs> they were using their very own instruments and everything. I'm sure yeah. it was the studio they were in. I don't know exactly where it was filmed, but. You definitely filmed around england somewhere yeah there's a recording studio now when you watch help you can tell help being you know a year or so later it's in color Mm -hmm. you can tell the budget for it yeah it's substantially Mm -hmm. because you know the beatles i think in a way when they got to that they're like what do you want to do well let's do a scene of this while we're doing this and let's do a scene where we go skiing we've never been skiing sure let's go to the Bahamas. Let's do a scene in the Bahamas and we'll yeah. go to the Bahamas. And that's the kind of stuff it's all over the place, you know, yeah. and it's, it's certainly a bigger production and, but it's similar in a lot of ways, you yeah. know, and if anything, it's kind of like when I refer to the movie, the doors, which got me into the doors, even though Oliver Stone's portrayal of it is poor at best. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, just watching it for the music, and somewhat of a story makes it well worth it. You yeah. just got to know when you're watching these kind of things of what it what it's intended to be. Exactly. You know, yeah. and Hard Day's Night was intended to be, I think, an introduction of the Beatles to fans that maybe didn't know them very well yet sure. or fans that needed more of them. Mm-hmm. It was an introduction to their new music. It, yeah, th- yeah, this is... Um... Like an introduction to their politics, to their beliefs, to their, um, you know, the, to their rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, it. I think it shows everyone that they, you know, obviously when you say they don't take themselves seriously, I don't think they did, but they did take the music seriously. They did Certainly. take their craft seriously, and and they they were hardworking boys. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, th- yeah. This is a glimpse into their life. Well, and I think think a lot of things people don't realize is when the Beatles hit it real famous in 63, Mm -hmm. you know, they'd been playing solid for four years. Yeah. And I mean solid, you know, they they had played at the Cavern Club in Liverpool. They had played in Hamburg, Germany, where Mm -hmm. they would play 12-hour sets every night, you know, seven days a week for weeks on end, which is where they really polished their craft, you know? Yeah. I know, and 
that's <clears throat> but this is this was their life yeah there was an american idol for them to go on and perform oh. you know and yeah this is kind of the grind of how you make it to the top you kind of yeah i mean it it really what you know i i think hard days nights not so much about the grind of making it top it's mm-hmm. the grind of when you're on the top yeah, and when how, how, how you, you stay on top, yeah how right? you handle that but you know kind of going into another thing you know i know you don't think of the beatles the same i do but mm-hmm. the one thing that doesn't lie is their overall popularity for sure and there's no argument against that i th- i think if you just look at record sales yeah uh there's some people that are coming close to their record sales but that's now that the population is double what it was then yeah so do you think there will ever be another band or do you think there's even the ability in today's world to have another band like the beatles or even the rolling stones or something like that because in my opinion it can never happen again I don't <clears throat> I don't think it can happen. And the reason I don't think it can happen is because this came around with a revolution, you know, that the music industry was revolutionized. Yeah. Prior to this, <clears throat> you had people performing. You even had concerts. But they weren't rock and roll concerts. Um this is something very different uh this was when the whole industry got revolutionized yeah that's what i was gonna say is yeah. revolutionary and now even when something's huge yeah you know say like we'll pick on taylor swift one more time it's huge but mm-hmm. there's everything's doing fine yeah there's everything else to choose from you know nothing yeah. can be big now you mm-hmm. know you look at their ed sullivan appearance yeah. where 70 million people were watching yeah well, you know, there were three channels and that was the big mm-hmm. thing to hit, right? Yeah. Now we've got 300 channels and 50 different streaming services mm-hmm. and nobody, even when it's the most popular thing on, let's say Stranger Things or sure. whatever it may be, you're talking four or five million people, right? Yeah. It's not it's not captivating that much of the market share, right? Don't, don't you think there's just too much now? Don't you think? And I'm not yeah. talking just music, but. Mm-hmm. you know music in general is what i'm yeah. talking but i'm just mm-hmm. saying music film everything yeah don't you think it is too diluted now that there's just For too sure. much of everything yeah um <clears throat> you know here, here's a little commonality that i see between the beatles and uh taylor swift i would say oh you better be careful with this i one. do need to be careful <clears throat> so taylor swift's one of her uh new hits been listening to the thing uh a couple of times where she says it's let's see the i'm the problem it's me and it's the anti-hero i don't know if you've heard that song can i be honest with you go ahead no all right so you haven't heard this on the anti-hero <clears throat> she does a lot of poking fun at herself not taking herself too too seriously and that's the commonality that i'm going to draw <clears throat> because that's the commonality that I'm going to draw between her song, this particular song and this movie in specifics is that she's telling herself, you know, look, I I'm the, I'm the troublemaker here. I am Paul McCartney's granddad, you know, but um, <coughs> I don't think, you know, the fans are going to be like, Oh yeah. You know, I caused so much of my own problems. 
And so that really resonates within me. Well, the Beatles are like, you know, hey, you know, uh, they're inspiring a whole generation of listeners that nobody had ever been able to inspire them like that before. Several have tried to inspire them like that since, including Taylor Swift. Is it the same? No, but that's probably as good as we're going to get because there's just not enough originality anymore. Well, and I don't know if there can be. I mean, where is it going? You know, the one thing I can say about Taylor Swift as opposed to most country music out there, Mm -hmm. as opposed to most, you know, pop music is she does play her own instruments. She writes most Mm -hmm. of her own songs. And that that's actually kind of rare now if you get outside of rock and roll bands Mm -hmm. and rock and roll and good rock and roll is kind of on the underground right now mm-hmm. it's a pretty big underground funny enough it's yeah. it's been proven and i've read multiple articles that it's just as big as pop culture mm-hmm. and the things that are hitting the charts but it's just for some reason not mainstream yeah you know and it's kind of like fashion now you know we went through the time of skinny jeans we went mm-hmm. through the time of bell bottoms yeah. we went through the time of holes in your jeans jerboes whatever yeah. but do you know what's popular <laughs> now any of it it's like you just need when they say you need to be different but it's really not different they're just picking styles that have just grab whatever t-shirt you want to wear grab whatever pants you want to wear with it wear shoes that don't match if you want or wear shoes that do match that that's my point it's dilution you know i mean you go in the 60s you weren't going to be wearing tight jeans you were going to be wearing bell bottoms or whatever right because that was the new thing and now it's like there's no new thing anymore it's we're bringing You even see it. Everything's new, right? And nothing's new. Well, yeah, it doesn't seem like anything's new. It seems like a lot of music artists Mm -hmm. are just singing and redoing the old songs. Look at how many movies are being remade, you know, because it's can't think of anything original. And being poorly remade. I heard that they're uh, remaking It's a Wonderful Life. With Brennan Fraser as George Bailey. They need to leave it alone. Applegate. Those guys are in their 50s. They just, some of those, and that kind of screams of, we can't find anything original. Exactly. But you know, bottom line is, you need to go out and watch Hard Day's Night with the subtitles on. Mm -hmm. Take it for what it is. It's an excellent film. It has excellent music. And if you work in Hollywood, take some risks. Try something new and original for a change. Good God Almighty, please do. Yeah. And that's it for us tonight. You can reach us at aboutwhatpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram, aboutwhatpod. And any tips, ideas, thoughts, movies, subjects you want us to breach Mm -hmm. to our best of our limited knowledge, we will do our best. Yep. Hope you enjoyed our first episode of About Movie Time. Have a good evening. (laughs)